0: Welcome
1: to Sub Rosa. You're supposed ah, to go sh- <laughs> I, I was internalizing the sound. I forgot we don't have a sound effect. We need
0: to say it out loud. Yeah, yes, yes. All right. Welcome to Sub Rosa. Today, the question, <laughs> the question is: <laughs> Yes. What do I do if my employees don't want to return to office? They only need to be in three days a week, but they are balking. What can I do?
1: Wow. Um, Make it a metric. Okay, tell me more. um, There are lots of ways. I remember talking to Andy Grove, who was the CEO of Intel when I was there, and he was the first one who laid out T-comp for me, total compensation. Um, and, uh, he was like, you just don't think about salary. Most people don't work for salary, but you know, you got to factor in health insurance, you factor in days. And so he had this whole formula thing. And I think the metric that you use, and I thought about this a lot when people were digging in their heels on, on, and I understood both sides. You can't have all this real estate empty. You know, what is your middle-class managerial folks? What are they going to do? So I said, look, just make it a metric, right? And that's a really equitable way of doing it. If I decide, you know, I can, based on the strength of my work offering, afford to never come in, I, I can draw a zero for in office attendance and still get a bonus that's worthy because I'm excelling in all these other metrics connected to your job, you know. Um, so if you have a, a KPI and that's one of the metrics there, and, and you know that you don't intend to do that, then you have to do the factor in the formula. Can I compensate for this with everything else I do? Um, And if you make it a metric, I mean, (laughs) in an interesting way, what will happen is um, the people who are not confident in their ability to, to deliver on the other indices will actually start showing up. Right. So you strengthen you know, maybe the middling or the weaker members of your working class, you strengthen them because now they're in the office where you can keep an eye on them or they can contribute in a way, you know, from the synergies that come from office culture that they benefit. The strong, your A list players, um, will easily figure out that, you know, I just delivered, I'm, I'm over, I'm under budget and over delivered. I'm, I'm Jake. I'm fine. I can do, you know, and if it's a metric, uh, that, that way, um, you're not going to get a hundred percent return. Um, But you'll get a return of the people that you really want to have returned, which are the people who oversight benefits them and you. So that would be my take.
0: And I think what's interesting is, you know, there seems to have been a lot of there's obviously a lot of conversation about this over the last few months. Mm -hmm. It's there seems to be a confusion as to do we use the carrot or do we use the stick? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you need a little bit of both, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about the carrot will pay you more and you know you have the option to opt into that or not. I think what I like about your suggestion is it still gives people some agency. Right. They can mm-hmm. still make yep. a choice. The mistake that I'm seeing is with companies that are not allowing any choice. Right. They're mm-hmm. not saying it's they're saying every single person has to be in the office. Three days a week, two days a week, whatever. And they're not having any flexibility. And I think that's a problem for a couple of reasons. One, for really good people who have really in demand skills, if they want to stay home, they're going to find somebody who's going to pay them well to stay home. Right. And so you will lose talent. If you try to, if you say to everybody, you have to do this except for, you know, Joan, who's special and gets to sit in Montana and come in, you know, through Zoom on everything, well, that's going to be a morale buster. Right. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, there's a lot of um, one of the formulas that I use. And I'm going to just geek out for a second. Excuse me for having an organization development moment. There's a change. There's a change formula that I use a lot because I think it's a it has a really useful concept. So it is called the Gleitscher Danimillier formula. And it's for change. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. you write it as a math formula because no element can be zero, or it, you know, wipes everything out. So, in people naturally resist change. So, to overcome our human natural resistance to change, here's what you need to have. Number one, you need to have dissatisfaction. So, that has to be something that the majority of people do not like, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing is you have to have a vision for what the change will look like, and you have to articulate Mm -hmm. that vision clearly. The third thing you need to have is what are the first steps? You need to have a small thing that's going to happen that people can see is building momentum for to change. And the way that is written is as a math formula. Change equals D times V times F, and that'll make it greater than R, which is our reluctance to change. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is people look and it's like, well, well, why are employees not happy about the change of return to office? I'm like, because very few people will dissatisfied with working remotely. And so if there's no dissatisfaction, then the formula is zero, which means you're not going to convince people to go along with this change because they liked, most people liked having some option to work remotely, maybe not hundred percent of the time, but at least to have that, have that option. And I think not understanding right? That it doesn't matter how much you have a vision. It doesn't matter how many steps you have. It doesn't matter how many times you explain that the CEO is convinced that you can't actually trade bonds unless you can smell the sweat of the person sitting next to you. Mm -hmm. None of those things are going to make people say, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to start sitting in my car for an hour each way. I'm going to start seeing my kids for five minutes before they go to bed. None of those things are going to, are going to work for people. And so I feel like, You know, if you have to, you know, to to answer this person's questions, if you have to get people in the office three days a week, you're going to need carrots and sticks right? that you're not going to get. And you do not have an expectation that they're going to wake up one day and say, "Okay, sure. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to completely change my life back to where it was because you said so
1: right 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 yeah yeah that doesn't work for adults and it works even less well for talented adults so yeah
0: yeah and i think and i think too i mean one of the things and and, you know we've we've heard this there's an idea you know kind of in the ad agency world i've heard a few times that you can't be creative in a group unless you're sitting in the same room
1: yeah yeah okay and i'm
0: like okay I've seen plenty of people be talented and creative, not in the same room. I mean, you know, hide my blushes. Perhaps you and I
1: (laughs) are in different states
0: entirely and have been for much of our collaboration. And so I think I think that's part of the challenge is that in, you know, we're smart grownups. Don't don't bullshit us. Right. If you need to if you need everybody to be in the office so that you can justify your, you know, 10 year lease on whatever it is that you did. Okay, fine. Don't try and pretend that we're only going to be able to create, right? If, if we're in a specific place, the next thing I, the other excuse, which I hear, which I do think makes some sense is people who are in the office do have a different experience when they're younger They can learn more from watching people. They can have, you know, kind of more mentorship. So that part, I think does, I think does make some sense, but even still, I don't know. I don't know that younger people are going to be that excited to have to sit in commutes again and necessarily believe that I certainly have, you know, given a lot of mentorship one-on-one in ways that could have easily been done on a camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've I've thought in this whole discussion back and forth, I've often wondered. uh, Another guy I worked for was Steve Jobs. And I mean, I I got to Apple, I got to Apple like three months after he'd gotten there, and he liked what I was doing. So we had the occasion to work together, actually, not just me for him, but together. And I often found myself thinking, I wonder what he. The outside the box thinker, as well as what my friend called the meanest Buddhist I know, I wonder where he would have taken the whole carrot and stick kind of. I wonder if it would have been more stick for him or more carrot. I mean, on the one hand, he was super proud of the building that they built, this new office building. Uh, On the other hand, I, I don't think he was. I mean, he was a contrarian to the point where, you know, making people do things that they didn't want to do. Um, I, I suspect he would have gone for the metric idea. It's like, you don't want to be here, don't be here. But then I think great benefit would have accrued to the people who chose to show up. And, and honest to God, you know, Louise Rogers, when I was at, at uh, Ozzy, uh, our first office we ever had, it was me with the temp in the office. Uh, the the CEO and the COO would go out on business calls and it would just be me. And at one point, the CEO comes in and says, this is great, isn't it? And I said something to the effect of, I could be sitting at home and doing the same thing. He goes, well, go home then. I go, cool. And I got up and I left and I went home and proceeded to sit at my kitchen table and write articles and make calls for interviewing people. And minutes after I had, maybe minutes after that I'd been gone about an hour, I get a call from London and it's from Louise. She goes, where are you? And I go, I'm at home. What are you doing there? I said, I'm working on an article on Marcus Dupree, you know, started this company and she goes, why aren't you in the office doing that? I go, there's nobody in the office. She's like, well, it's, start, it's called building an office culture. It starts with you. You have to be in the office. I go, are you suggesting that I get up and go back to the office now? She goes, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Closed my computer, put it in the bag, got back in the car, drove back to the empty office and sat there and wrote my article about Marcus Dupree.
0: You know, and again, but I think because I think this is the way that I look at this. This is not about anything but bosses wanting to reassert their power.
1: Exactly. that's that's where I was going with that story. Yeah. And that's it.
0: It doesn't have to do with with efficacy or mentoring or greater creativity. It's we want to remind you that this quiet quitting shit is over. And we have power over you and you need to show up and do what we say. And when we ask you, you say, how high would you like me to
1: jump? Yep. And ultimately, my time at this company ended very much along those lines where we came to a meeting and I just go, you got to guys, you guys got to run the company the way you think you should run the company. But what you're asking of me right now is nothing that I will ever do. So make your choice. Call your shot. Right. And ultimately, ultimately. You have to be in a position where you can do that. If you can't do that, then don't show up and sit down at your desk and wait for another job to come along. What can I tell you?
0: Yep. And I think so to the, to this questioner, I think, you know, if, if you are in a position and again, I don't know if this person works for a huge multi, you know, whatever, somebody else may be dictating that they have to be in the office. But I think, you know, when you treat people like adults with intelligence and you know, ideas and an understanding of how they work most effectively, Um, it generally works out really well. So you could, you know, maybe think about that and maybe reframe the whole idea. Do they really, really have to be in the office? And is it really, really three days? So, all right. If you have any sub rows of questions for us, please send them to WTF at badbossbrief.com. That's WTF at badbossbrief.com. See you later. Adios.